Legends, Folklore, and History of New England. A podcast for kids, by kids. Hi everyone! Here we are on episode 8. I can't believe it's episode 8 already. That's crazy. I think it's going good. I agree. I hope our listeners agree. I'm Bridget, and along with my sister Molly are the hosts of Legends, Folklore, and History of New England. A podcast for kids, by kids. So, today's episode, if you didn't read the title, is New England Nautical Tales. New England is bordered by the Atlantic Ocean. Every state touches the ocean except Vermont. They touch Canada. But Vermont has a giant lake with its own legend that we will get to in another episode. Starting from the earliest days of the Pilgrims, to the original colonies, and through to modern times, the sea has also been an important part of New England life. And seafood. Lots and lots of seafood. You're crazy. I don't know why you don't like seafood. It's so good. Except for that one raw fish with olive oil and lemon from Overland and Providence. I like that. So, Native Americans and later, the white settlers, have always had a strong relationship with the sea. It provided food, supplies, and transportation. Our first tale is called Old Stormalong and the Octopus. The first versions of this story started appearing in the late 1800s, early 1900s uh, in Rhode Island. Old Stormalong was said to be a giant man, a 14-foot giant to be exact, and the best sailor of all time. This is the story as retold by S.E. Schlosser. One day, Old Stormlong, the ultimate sailor, was sailing the courser through the deepest part of the Atlantic Ocean when a particularly large wave knocked the anchor loose. The anchor plunged right down to the bottom before the sailors could reel her in, and it caught on something. The big ship lurked to a halt, and the sailors rushed back and forth trying to figure out how to shake the anchor loose. Finally, Old Stormlong pushed the sailors aside and gave the anchor a a tug himself. But that anchor was stuck firm, and the sailors begged Stormy not to pull at it again, because they were afraid that he would wreck a hole in the bottom of the world, and all the water would spill out into space. So Old Stormlong decided to go down to the depths to see if he could unhook the anchor from whatever it was tangled to. Taking a knife between his teeth, Old Stormalong dove into the water. For a few minutes, nothing happened. Then the waters below the massive ship began to bubble and churn. The waves grew higher and higher until the ship was tossed around like a rubber duck in a bathtub. Even the old sailors grew seasick and clutched the rail, groaning aloud. After a few minutes, the waves started to calm. Then Old Stormalong popped his head out of the water. She's good to go, boys. Hoist anchor! he shouted. Old Stormalong climbed aboard while his men hoisted the giant anchor. As soon as they caught their breath, the sailors asked their captain why the anchor had gotten stuck on the bottom. It was a giant octopus playing games down in one of the canyons, Old Stormy explained. It took a hold of the anchor with four legs and was using the other four to hold onto the bottom of the sea. How'd you get the anchor loose? asked the first mate. Well, I just arm wrestled the old whale bait until it shouted for mercy, and then tied its arms into double carrick bends. It will take the better part of the month for all the knots to come undone. 
So this, I guess, was the second time Stormalong came across the octopus. In their first battle, the octopus escaped, and Stormalong was always waiting for another chance to beat it. That's the legend of old Stormalong. Our next one is a little more spooky. If you've ever been to Mystic Seaport in Mystic, Connecticut, you may have heard the tale of the Mary Celeste. The Mary Celeste was a ship that sailed in the 1870s and is now known as one of the more famous ghost ships. Although the ship typically sailed from New York, the captain was from a sailing family in Wareham, Massachusetts. Captain Briggs had five brothers, two became captains, and all but one of the brothers went into the sailing life. In 1862, he married and eventually had two children. His youngest, a daughter, was born in 1870. Captain Briggs took command of the Mary Celeste in 1872. The maiden voyage was to Italy. The captain's wife and daughter went with him on the journey, which would take months. They left their older son at home with his grandmother so he could continue going to school. In November 1872, the Mary Celeste set sail from New York. However, the weather looked like it might be bad, so Captain Briggs anchored just off Staten Island. Two days later, on November 7th, the ship set sail. On December 4th, the ship was discovered by Captain Morehouse of the De Gratia acting erratically near the Azores, off the coast of Portugal. As his ship approached the Mary Celeste, he could see no one on deck and sent a small crew over to investigate. The crew found a tidy ship. The only thing missing were a few of the captain's papers and navigational equipment. Several of the ship's sails were broken or missing, and several ropes were in poor condition. The single lifeboat for the ship was missing. Not a single person was on board. Captain Briggs, his wife, baby daughter, and crew were never seen or heard of from again. To this day, no one knows what happened to the passengers of the Mary Celeste. The ship became unlucky to the very superstitious mariners. In 1885, it was run aground on a reef, and there it remains. The Mary Celeste is one of the original ghost ships floating in the sea with no people aboard. What happened to her crew, we will never know. But if you want to see what life was like on a ship similar to the Mary Celeste, take a trip to Mystic Seaport. Learn all about the New England maritime history and you may spot a sailor from long ago still looking for his next trip. So that wraps up this episode. There are so many stories about ghost ships and sailors. I'm sure we'll have more in future episodes. But for now, you can check out more information on Old Stormalong and the Mary Celeste on our website at www.lfhne.com. We will also link to the Mystic Seaport, which is a really fun day. Bridget went there on a field trip last year. It was so much fun. If you like our podcast, we would love it if you could share, like, and rate it on Facebook at LFHE or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also follow us on Instagram at LFHE underscore kids or Twitter at LFHE. Which reminds me, we would like to thank everyone that has taken the time to rate us. We've gotten several five star ratings and appreciate each and everyone. We would like to give a shout out to Lucy who messaged us and said, Hi Bridget and Molly, I love the podcast. I rate you five stars. Thank you so much, Lucy, for listening and taking the time to send us a message. That's awesome. Thank you, Lucy. 
So that wraps it up until next week. Remember, history is fun and sometimes a little spooky. I see you with my eyes. I'm full of energy. Old Stormalong climbed aboard while his men hosted. Hosted. <laughs> Old Stormalong climbed aboard while his man hoi. His man. <laughs> Wait, is it hoisted? <laughs> At least you have finished the you hoisted the giant anchor. You may have heard this tale of Mary Celstus. Celeste went into. Mm. You botched that. <laughs> yeah, I did. Just off Staten Island. Staten. Anchored just off Staten Island. Staten. <laughs> so that wraps up this.